I'm going to start the show by smoking a bowl. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> Not, nobody, Should I just introduce what you guys are smoking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we do now, I guess. Welcome to the Ono Disc Golf Podcast. We are on episode 99, one more till 100. With me, as always is my best friend kyle just dying a little bit sorry everyone if i coughed in your ears my bad and uh, joining us again one take tony himself <laughs> from happy with far anthony taylor Yay! What's up, Anthony? welcome back here i am excited to be back again <laughs> i feel like so much has happened since we last spoke Can't wait and it hasn't even been that long you've just been yeah. tearing stuff up when was it? It was at, it was like beginning of the year. It was in January, right? Yeah, January or February. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> Times yeah, different. I feel like I have to look it up. <laughs> Pull it up now. Yeah, I think it was sometime in January. I thought. Um, I don't know. I do remember it was. I played a tournament that day, though. I played a tournament that day and then came on and told you guys about it with my oh no moment i remember that um it was a fun conversation man so i was really yeah. looking forward to getting back together again hell yeah i know yeah. and now we get to hear about many many more things than just and, one tournament and right. also i mean like you just said it too man you guys are killing it you just interviewed scott stokely too that's neat yeah that was fun you guys are getting cool, dude. At this. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think probably one of the bigger names that we've had on. I think we had Nat- Natalie Ryan's a pretty big name. Yeah. Um, and AJ Risley. Yeah. Like Nova's a big, big name, star. too. Two time world yeah. champ. <laughs> well, I mean, you had just Jesse from Trash Panda on, too. And- uh, that, too. Yeah, that, too. And that's. No pro, but that's a big name, I think. Oh, hundred percent. Right yeah, he's like a disc golf celebrity. You know, it's niche, <laughs> but it's like it's cool. The uh, the area that we were all kind of waiting for. Yeah, it was January twenty sixth. Ooh, word. Yep, yep. I feel like the first like two months of the year went by so fast, um, especially because we didn't like get into recording until like the 15th or something so it was just like i couldn't remember anyway yeah we have for me it's like uh, um the holidays and birthdays we just have a bunch of it that hits us at once and then i feel oh, like yeah. next you know at least here in maryland it's like or in the mid-atlantic in general we get over the wintry mix because we never really get a good winter now and we get like a week of spring and everybody thinks that it's here and then oh, it hits again, you. and it's like, yeah. And that stretch from like early February to late March, early April is just brutal. I mean, it's still been yeah. pretty chilly around here lately, but I guess you guys deal with that, yeah, a little bit more often. No, we've had some pretty decent weather here. Oh. Late after uh, last week, it rained. I think like five days of the week, so maybe we had that, but it's that been warm, warm this week. Yeah. Yeah, it's fighting to break through. Luckily, I uh I did I had um 
my tournament, my world's fundraiser was this past weekend though. And it was like after beautiful. a week of rain, we finally had beautiful weather for a whole weekend. Oh, so nice. That, yeah. That turned out really, really good. Um, Where was that at? That's at one of the courses that we're putting in here in my local community. It's called dry hop pond because the property was originally meant to be a brewery. And there's okay. this big giant pond on it that when nobody was taking care of it was just overrun with like green algae all over top of it. And in the mm -hmm. beer process, when they dry hop something, right, they're throwing in hops at the very end of the boil. And when they kind of, I guess, heat up and break down, you just get this green film on top of it. So the pond looked like it was dry hop. Yeah. So <laughs> my buddy Greg being a, a home brewer and kind of like the main designer of the course he wanted to call it dry hop pond anyway that's where the course was it's on like a private property um good mix of wooded and, and open holes and yeah it was like just a one-rounder with a little hangout afterwards and it was just a fundraiser to um tell me put together some money for the vendor registration for pdga worlds this year in vermont so hell yeah 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 hell yeah <laughs> hello uh, was this the, like the first time the dry hop pond got played or has it been, uh, been no we've been playing it for i guess about a year now but very okay. very on and off um mm -hmm. yeah we've run a couple little tournaments there and then we try to do run leagues and stuff out there but uh yeah i don't know just it's hard to get you know a lot of people together all the time right so, now that spring's kind of in on the on the front flex, you know, here we're starting to get people out a lot more, and, and now there's definitely a push. I think that tournament too was kind of like breaking ground for the spring too. Where I mean, we spent a lot of time out there the two weeks before, you know, cleaning it up. So when everybody was out on Sunday, seeing how nice it was, I think you know, with all the great weather too, they're like, "Damn, we got to get out to this place more." So that's going to be a big help, you know, just getting feet on the ground at like weekly doubles and league rounds or tag rounds or whatever. It really helps to beat in a property. So, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. we'll see, man. Big time. So, so, uh, you, how, like, how far are you off your goal of, of, I don't know how, how, how much you want to get into the numbers or anything, but like, you yeah. know, like I don't know that I'm there. I just, i actually just paid the invoice so okay. um, i didn't i haven't i didn't make as much as i was kind of hoping off of <laughs> that tournament and that sounds or feels kind of like icky for me to say like i didn't make as much as i wanted to but you know yeah. with a certain goal in mind i was hoping to make a little bit more but um my, my buddy said kind of like last minute too he was like you should run mulligans since it was you know it's non-sanctioned it's just a fun tournament and I had a lot yeah. of really good prizes from sponsors and stuff. So I ended up running mulligans and that was a huge help. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of like honor system based, but yeah, yeah, you throw, you think that putt and you thought you should have had it and you got that backpack in mind, use a molly. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, mean, I got, what the, I... Um, sorry, you I was what? just going to say, I got the, the invoices paid. I'm, I'm going now. It's just a matter right. of, making sure I have enough merchandise when I get there that I don't look yeah. like a fool. <laughs> it's gonna be I was sick, just going to 
I was just going to say from the, based on like the Instagram post I've seen about it, it seems like everyone was pretty happy with their, their haul. They, they took away from the, from the tournament. So. Yeah, I think so. I think it was pretty good. Like um, upper park is, has been my backpack sponsor this year. They sometime like late last year, I guess um, I linked up with upper park and they were super cool about it. When I just asked them like, Hey, I want to get some really cool first place prizes because you know, fundraiser, right? I'm not trying to come out of pocket a ton. And they offered me up some of the Ledgestone shifts. So I had four of those Ledgestone shifts. Um, they went out to, the other thing was, I'm kind of, you know, cool enough with a lot of the people that were there and some of the people that are pulling away with wins. I'm like, I know you don't need a backpack. We're, we're going to pass <laughs> this along to somebody that's newer, come, showing up to right. be a little bit right. newer. So yeah. like uh-huh. it's kind of funny, but no, I did kind of like, like third backpack. Like. Yeah, I kind of like cherry pick prizes when we do events like this, and make sure that like some of the new people that are showing up, or some of the people with not to be funny, but like a raggedy backpack. Like I know when I first started out, I had one of those just like in of a. It's just like a you know got the one water bottle holder on the side, maybe right. holds like ten, twelve yeah. this and a little pocket pouch, and it's just like very thin, and the thing was flopping over by like week two. So when yeah. I get the chance, you know, somebody new coming that shoots good, you're about to get a prize. Cool. I mean, like my buddy Chris has ended up winning the event. And I told him as soon as I saw scores, like before celebration, I'm like, bro, I'm not giving you a backpack. And he was like, <laughs> it's cool, man. I don't need one. And I was like, all right, sweet. You're going to do a solid for somebody else here. And he was totally cool with that. So, yeah, yeah, man. Um, I don't know. It's just all about trying to have a good time getting more people to show up and definitely uh leaving them with a good impression from the brand all right yeah yep it's all about having a good time that's that's what matters in the end yeah man like um something i had been thinking about recently too as i'm doing because i recently i think after in between the last time we talked i kind of dropped this cooler heads prevail artwork um i don't know and then i got the the run of discs and stuff but i just have been thinking about like over my span of time creating i guess like when i was in when i was making the music i told you guys about before i had the little pv thing i was positive vibes and then it was like you know in my band the not a bad day thing now we're doing cooler heads prevail there's always been this pool for me to do to create or like try and, you know, push stuff and create stuff and situations where it's, you know, about fun and, and about taking what is, you know, kind of the baseline and being appreciative of that. Not a bad day. It's like, it doesn't have to be a great day, but if nothing bad happened and that's pretty good, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. And then like the with worst thing that happens mails, like for a week is something on the disc golf course. That's great. Like, uh, I love that. Like, yeah. So, um, bad disc golf game for one day. I'm still playing. Like, <laughs> bro. But if everything else about that day or that event is like, you know, geared around remi- the reminder of like, we're out here to play a game, you got to throw those in every once in a while. I play enough sanctioned events. You know what I mean? So, I like to throw, you know, the fun ones. I like to make sure that. But that's what I'm getting back to, man. That's what I'm selling is fun, baby. (laughs) 
but I mean it. Like, I think it's needed. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of fun, oh, speaking of fun, uh, and the cooler heads prevail. Throwing the cooler heads prevail berry is a lot of fun. Oh, that's sick, dude. Yeah, I'm dude, glad I am got one. On uh, so on on whole, you won't know, so it doesn't make doesn't make sense to describe it. But uh, on one hole at leagues that I have now birdied it four out of four times nice. solo, like by myself with with just that disc every time. Is it a so, dead straight flyer for you, or do you just flex it? You put angles on it a lot, or what? Oh uh, yeah, pretty much uh, dead straight if I need it. Or um, this this one is specifically I throw with like a big Anheuser and just let it float out. Yeah. It's like 260-ish, just like big backhand turnover. And it and, just uh, kind of like stands up and just hovers down yeah. to the ground. Like it doesn't fade or how hard or anything. Yeah. But it's not like overly touchy to where you can't, where you, you, where you can trust it on that angle without it just turning over and burning. I think that's their plastic, man, because um, there's that, the the cookie which is the fairway driver and i'd say it's like a t-bird kind of it's like a 7502 but yeah. i can throw it forehand like i can rip that thing forehand and it'll go dead straight and still kind of fade and i swear it's the it's the plastic because if i do that with a t-bird i'm i'll turn it over quite often yeah. so i think that plastic is just torque resistant man which one is that which is the like the this, champion like this well it's really just their main plastic that's out right now is called steady which is okay, their like, premium blend plastic um yeah. and then they just released the sunny which is supposed to be a touch more stable but to be honest i just haven't even thrown mine oh, okay i just like what i got in my bag you know I'm dialed right so do now. you have like have any of it with you just to give us an idea like what does it feel like does it feel um, stiffer or? so i mean i have just some random discs sitting here nothing from my bag but this is a steady this is their premium uh, you and, can't and really if you're not it. watching on either spotify or youtube go watch on spotify or youtube so yeah this butter has got um kind of some swirls in the plastic but i would say that it feels pretty similar to like a cast of plast it what is okay. their k is it is there yeah, like k1 yeah i've heard i've heard a lot of people say that that's i mean it does feel similar to that um, it kind of reminds me of, I don't know. I, I guess I would say like the cast plastic, plastic that I felt. It's similar to Star, but it's stiffer, uh -huh. okay. but it's not, but it's not stiff. Yeah. It's worth trying. If you, if you see any Clash plastic out there, just put hands on it because it is really, really nice. Mm -hmm. And all of it feels clean. No, I don't, uh, I've only gotten like three discs, but. None of yeah. it came with like flashing or anything like that. And the one thing cool. that um that's always pretty cool is that you know people are always asking me because they're a new brand. You know, do they manufacture their, their own plastic? And and they do. And I don't know if you guys have looked into them at all, but I think that the story is really cool and funny. They say that like a bunch of the workers at the clash at the clash that Mid Atlantic <laughs> accent came out so hard at the. Uh, Clash Factory, um, they're in Nokia, they're in Finland, they're in Nokia, Finland, mm -hmm. and they're literally, oh, okay. they used to work at the plant that made the Nokia phone faceplates, like the interchangeable faceplates. So these guys right. are just kind of like, 
career plastic manipulators, if you will. Like mm -hmm. I know people in kind of like I worked at <laughs> about to get nerdy about it, but like I've worked at um, WL Gore, which is like Gore-Tex, right? And they're mm -hmm. making a specific thing, right? So people get very good at manipulating this specific material. So, you know, consider that these guys have just been manipulating plastic to try and make the like coolest, shiny, highest grade looking plastic and it was based all around foam plates. And the whole trend was you had a foam plate that matched every outfit and shit. Like, you remember yeah. like those Nokia yeah, foam yeah. plates back in? Plus, like, I you could take a bullet. Like, old old Nokia phones. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> no doubt. I didn't know that. You're MacGyver, dude. Run them over I don't the car or anything. <laughs> anyway. They used to stand through anything. Yeah, so, um, yeah. The guys are good with plastic is what I was getting at. I got you. Plasticians, if you will. <laughs> is that a real word? I have no clue. It sounds no, it's like not. It, it should be. It is it now. Definitely sounds um, real to me. Do you have any more cooler heads gear like on its way out? or? Oh. Do you still have some left over from, from your first order at Clash? Yeah, so... I've got the cooler heads prevail. I did um, t-shirts. So I've got some pretty cool shirts. I got some dad hats. I did pins. So I've got like little, I guess they're like one and a half inch um, full color enamel pins. I, I When I was in the music, I was kind of like a pin collector. You could always get like a lot of cool pins often. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people that were just, uh, so I'm into all the, little stuff like the little patches and the little pins because i was just talking to my buddy the other day i think they're not only neat to have and they, and if they're high quality then they look really cool but if they are on your bag with the message that i'm trying to deliver then i like to call them like tiny reminders because sometimes that is what it is man after you know one of the shots or whatever you just you see that cooler heads prevail just remind you and you and you just want to want to reel your shit in a little bit you just it's a reminder to want to get it together so yeah uh and then i did the run of clash plastic which i got like six molds of and i do have a a bit a little bit of all of it left so holler at me or happy with par.com and pick yours up and support me on my way to become an official vendor at pdga 2023 world championship Let's get him there. We'll put something in the show notes to get you there too, hopefully. We're going. Unless I forget, then maybe I won't be there. And if anybody ever plans to go, if anybody is planning to go, please swing by when you see me, take a picture with me, say hi, talk about the Oh No Disc Golf podcast. We'll send a picture back to them. You know, the full <laughs> circle type of shit is what this is all about. Uh, so when is it? I can't even I can't even think of the date of Worlds off uh, How long I you got? August. Does it start August 30th, I think? I think it starts sure. August 30th. I might it be does now. It does now. It does <laughs> now. You're going to make me look it up. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> August 30th. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to talk and look it up at the same time. I got Eric's, it. I got Eric's it. Eric's the guy who always looks stuff up for it. me. August thirtieth to September. My keyboard 3rd. is too loud. See, you know, I got this, dude. Yeah. You know. So, um, 
I uh, hiked the Long Trail, which is a trail in Vermont that runs from St. Adams, Massachusetts, north up through the Green Mountains to Canada. It's 273 miles. Uh, me and a couple of my buddies hiked that in 2018. And that was the first time I had ever been to Vermont. Um, and I mean, it was an awesome hike. It was a great experience, but what a beautiful state, man. The Green Mountains were really something to see. And we met a lot of really cool people passing through the towns and everything. So when I got home, I told my girl, uh, my fiance, like, we definitely need to go um, to Vermont. And we kept saying we were going to, um, well, we kept saying literally like the next year we had our kid. <laughs> so we had our son. <laughs> and, um, I guess we waited a year and then we went back up there and we went and stayed at Smuggler's Notch, actually. So we, we drove to Vermont from Maryland, which is probably about eight and a half hour drive with our oh. one and a half year old son. And yeah. it, was, it was a hell of a road trip. Um, I bet. But yeah, we, we had a good time and we were saying that we wanted to visit again and we started looking into it. And then I realized that Worlds was up there this year and just decided to kind of combine the two. And so here we are. Once I get That's an idea, I, I start running with it. <laughs> Ain't no stopping me now. Hell yeah. I guess not. Guess not till the wheels fall off. <laughs> uh, I wanted to go back real quick. I I have the same uh, idea of like uh, using like things around you to like kind of calm your mind. It's a good like good reminders and stuff. I literally have just a little smiley face on my wrist. If you oops, yeah. if you're on YouTube, nice. you can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So same idea, but mine's just permanent. <laughs> Yeah, I um I write stuff on underneath of my disc sometimes. Like I there's this one uh, it's, uh called the Four Agreements. Um, it's a book, but I guess it's also just kind of like a a thought process, right? It's like um uh be impeccable with your word, take nothing personally, always try your best, and. I'm a fourth good saying too. I'm blanking out <laughs> on that one right now, but you know, Not like forgetting three, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's just kind of thing. It's just kind of, you know, it's, it's real simple. It's real simple, you know, but if you, uh, if you can apply it in sort of that umbrella thought process, it really can, it's just eliminating negativity from your brain. Try or, or trying to do that, you know what I mean? Trying to spend less time harping on anything negative, you know, just um, as hard as it is, there's a bright side. There's always a solution, you know what I mean? And, you know, that kind of goes into what we were just talking about. Um, you know, I, I, you just brought it up, uh, Eric, but, you know, I saw it as well um, all over Instagram and there was a, pretty well-known figure i guess from out west um who passed away and took his own life and you know that's you know kind of taking it really deep but that's what this whole thing is is kind of about for me too is really just like you know remembering that there's always kind of a solution because there's been times where i've been pretty down pretty down i don't want to get too into talking about my personal thing right now but 
there's other people out there who are at a place where they feel like, you know, there isn't a solution or they don't have somewhere to turn. There absolutely always is. And it's definitely hard to ask for help, but man, it's definitely worth it. Um, and, you know, I think as I've asked for help and as I've sought out help, some of the things that I've learned that help was, you know, tiny reminders, just tiny little bits to bring me back to that kind of thought process to break the the negative thinking and bring me back to that thought process of kind of like sometimes it you know kind of it's using like underdog thinking like that i've been there before i can go through there again you know um sometimes it's just you know thinking about the end which is the the better part the getting once yeah. you're past it yeah the goal mm -hmm. um so yeah that's what the tiny reminder thing is for me that's what once again this whole have you a car thing is for me something to work on um because that's what we need as people i right. think right we need yeah we need something to pour our soul into yeah man and to help remind ourselves of our worth and our value not not only to ourselves but to others and um and the connection and the community that even you know i've made off of look at with you guys checking in with you guys again like i know eric you and i've talked a bunch of times just off of no i know Randomly. any random any random <laughs> thing so mm -hmm. yeah that went yeah, a little deep but no, that's okay uh, totally good if if anyone is feeling that way and they don't feel like they have anyone that can they can reach out to you can always reach out to us uh i'm always happy to to chat on instagram or facebook um and Same. I'll, I'll plug i'll plug the suicide hotline just in case but it is a uh, 988 or you can text home to 741741 and that should Man. be in the show notes too hope there's a lot to do to remember a lot of shit here but i'll try um well let's let's talk about some some good news you got your first pro win <laughs> yeah i did that was sick <laughs> yeah uh, i think the tournament was called chains and grains right Is chains that... and grains yep chains yeah so uh the the same buddy greg that i was just talking about who helped um develop the uh dry hot pond course he's been putting on a tournament here in our local community for the past four years called chains and grains it's a disc golf tournament and a homebrew tournament so and we're not all drinkers but it's mm -hmm. no it's science, man. These there's a couple really really talented brewers who brew up some really good stuff, and we'll we'll play around a disc golf, and then afterwards, if you play, you know, in the round, or you can just show up and come out to taste test, and then and they vote on uh the brewing thing. And like I said, it's been going on for four years, and it's uh it's it's a pretty it's got some tradition. It's pretty thick in tradition, if you know what I mean. There's like, there's a, there's a basket with a, that sits on top of a keg that has like all of the winners names of the homebrew contest and the disc golf winners on both sides. And um, yeah, so this year I started playing, you know, a lot of, a lot more MA1 stuff, but a couple of these guys in my local community who, I've been hanging with pretty tight who play MPO. I just thought to myself, it's unsanctioned, whatever. I'm going to go out there and have a good time. And I just right. happened to rip it that day. 
So, uh, yeah, I got an MPO win. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. It was sick. Um, now, do you, do you homebrew or anything, or are you just an enjoyer yeah. of beer? I uh, I used to do a little bit of homebrewing. I wouldn't call myself a homebrewer, though, because I was, I mean, I was using, like, um, I didn't buy kits, but I was using, like, extract ingredients. Gotcha. So I wasn't doing a an all grain mash, which I mean that's real brewing. Let's let's yeah, uh, that's real brewing. I wasn't doing real brewing. Um, so once I, me and my buddy brewed a couple beers. We had like an Instagram for our Mountain Brothers Brewing. He lived on Mountain Road, <laughs> and we like brewed a couple <laughs> of extract beers in his shed. And we both had big beards at the time. We were like, "Fuck, do we're badass?" And we invited <laughs> like our friends over and. They drank the beer. They're like, this one kind of tastes like soap. And we're like, nah, it's good. It's all right. It's not that bad at all. Uh, that means it's clean. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I remember like, I don't know. It might have been Greg uh, or somebody came over and like had one of our beers. And they were like, not bad. You guys are brewing extract. And I was like, fuck, they know it's extract right away. That means it should suck. <laughs> and i kind of gave up i kind of gave up on brewing after that i was like until i can brew all grain i'm good on this you know so Uh, i'm just an enjoyer (laughs) that's fair but yeah but we have um i mean we do have a lot of um i guess beer related and brewing related disc offers in our community Mm -hmm. so it kind of you know ties in and you know once again there are definitely some people who come out to our events and they don't drink. And, you know, we, we want to facilitate an atmosphere that's not totally geared around alcohol. It just so happens that we've got, you know, uh, a family owned beer store. Some of our, our friends, their family owns like the second largest or it's the set rated two bottle shop in America by ratebeer.com. I don't know if it is this year, but it was like for a couple of years. Um, and they've like supported us a lot and helped us to grow the disc golf community. So, you know, we like to show love back to them and, and offer them the opportunity to sponsor our events. We have uh, a buddy of mine, Dave, who's a brewer at uh, Wilmington Brew Works, who just sponsored the event. So it's just kind of like an overlap of two communities. Um, that was really cool. Yeah. So, anyway, beer. Yeah. Beer. Bear. I appreciate that you think about the teetotalers too, though. That's that's nice of you. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I want everybody. I mean, first off, I, I don't care what you do. I mean, if you want to have a beer and you can be responsible about it, cool. If you right. don't, cool. You know, I. So I want to make sure that people aren't like, eh. You know, I've you know seen drunk people when I wasn't drunk. And I wouldn't want to, or drinking or whatever, you know, and like there's occasions where I wouldn't want to be around that. So um, we try to make, make sure, you know, we have a couple beers, but like no keep yourself in check for sure. Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> We're adults here. All right. <laughs> try to be. Um, got any more, any more stamps you're working on or are you just keeping happy with the, the basket? Uh, like on your your stamp machine oh yeah we right now i just got the die for the uh for the walking basket so i've just been kind of like lighting up some of the plastic i've accrued over the amateur career you know i've got a couple placements so i 
I got a good bit of plastic here. You can kind of see my little rack. Mm -hmm. but it's a bunch of stuff that I've thrown, some of it a little bit, and then other stuff I've never really thrown because I just, you know, I, I hone in my bag and I don't really need to. So I've just been kind of like tagging that stuff up and I'm going to start carrying it around and hopefully using it as a little like fundraiser. Um, right. But I definitely would like to, I definitely would like to, um, you know, get the, the cool brain on a stamp and and some more artwork coming in time yeah um i'll have to reach out but one of my local not super local but guy i met at a tournament down um in like ypsilanti has been doing like little stamps for a while and he found a place i think in indiana that the stamps cost like half as much as he as they did before so I'll have to figure out where that is so so right when on. you do want to do another one you don't have to because i think he got the same machine you got it from like i think it's the same guy who owns hel right is it um you know? i'm not sure maybe i know no, i thought it was i know it, it very well maybe does he kind of a, a smaller guy with like glasses I think so. I think his name's Josh. I, so. I don't know if that helps. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, just know the guy I see on the Instagram videos, but I know that uh, homie from Disc Golf Bra um, is involved okay. with high pressure stamps, and that's kind of how I found them originally. And he was really gotcha. helpful and kind of just setting me up with you know just some some tips and tricks to get started, <laughs> and yeah, it's been cool. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm I've always kind of been, you know, that person that wanted to like put stickers on all my shit and like customize yep. anything that I ever had. So <laughs> oh, now yeah. I'm my own stamp machine, like you can best believe that I was immediately just like <laughs> <laughs> just stamping everything, dude. Just yeah, it was pretty funny. I, yeah, so I was just gonna ask, up. did you just go through your bag and just do every <laughs> disc you own? Yeah. Well, I, I pulled out um I had a couple of F2s that I was messing with first because I knew I was gonna screw right. it. Up. Yeah. Thank God I did because I got this. <laughs> I actually wiped it already and I, I started stamping it again. Um, but yeah, I I had some pretty bad looking stamps um starting out. It's really it's not too bad though at all. You just need to um you need to get get the temperature down for whatever you're trying to do. I was told like 165 for like base level plastic and then maybe like 175 for like more premium plastic. But I've been kind of dropping around like 169. And for some reason, 169 nice. has been working <laughs> just perfect for me. Hell yeah. All plastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, you don't really need to hit it too long. Just make sure you have a nice flush kind of surface. Um, yeah. Anything that's a little bit domier, I've been kind of just cutting up like some index cards and I wedge them underneath of my little wooden plate so that I can just kind of like fill in that bubbly surface. Mm -hmm. That way, you know, when your hot dye is hitting, your foil sticking. <laughs> <laughs> this whole interview, like it's, there's so much throwaway, but there's a couple parts that, man, money. There's no throwaway. It's all been yeah, no, it's all been perfect. Okay. <laughs> Dude, you are one take Tony. You told us the first that's time. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Going away. Well, I thought it was cool that you remember that. You know what OTT? <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah. Good stuff, man.
Uh, yeah, the hot hot stamp machine has been fun. I it interests me too because I kind of have a little bit of machine background from working at the company like that I told you about. So like yeah. the whole like process of hey, I'm pulling this hot thing down to hit that like it's really simple, but like it makes sense to me. <laughs> and yeah. I and even the disc making process process of like hey, we're dropping you know, little polymer pellets into something that's heating them and grinding them. And it's going to squirt this rope through this dye and into this mold. And all that makes sense to me from sort of like a machining background. So it was kind of cool to even get the hot stamp machine because as simple as it is, it's kind of just like another step closer to that. And I don't know that I would ever want to be making discs or mold. I'll never put that out of the realm of possibility. Um, but like, I don't know if that's something that I would ever want to do, but man, how cool would it be to, to do that, to like hang out in a manufacturing thing? Like I'm trying to go to Finland and let them, let me make my own disc and then take it out and throw it. That would be, I don't know. It's just so fun. It's my oh, yeah. It's cool, I- man. I've been to like Trash Panda's like garage, so I got to see oh. like the original like pull lever guy. Uh, yeah, and it it was so cool. Uh, for me, I I feel the exact same way. I I don't have a a background in it, but I've always just enjoyed uh like uh plastics and manufacturing that kind of shit. Yeah. So, um yeah, it's it was just really cool. <laughs> I remember seeing one of his videos where like had the whole body it was like oh, yeah. body weight he had to press down to get the i guess the um, the plastic was that, was that a was that a die was that like a hand die he was uh molding or something inject him doing that was injecting it into the mold yeah okay yeah that was kind of interesting um yeah he had to figure out his temperatures and like yeah. a ton of shit yeah, I mean, I would never throw out any sort of criticism whatsoever because I have never actually been through the process. Like I said, it just kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense, you know, a little bit step by step. And I think that it is interesting, like the just the manipulation. I mean, think just even about the possibility of and then to vinyl, too. Like I spend records, right? And all mm-hmm. right, now bring in something in totally from left field, but if anybody collects vinyl or sees any vinyl these days, they're doing like crazy splatter vinyl and different color records and stuff. Like we're seeing halo plastic, but what about all the other possibilities of how they could be sprinkling in like the pellets of plastic that are different colors to then right. you know hit. I mean, I just think there's <laughs> some cool shit that could possibly be happening. And um, I don't know. It would be, it would be fun to, to try and make my own like how are the swirls made like do they get to make them or is it just random i know i've heard sometimes like yeah we get these in between colors when we're like passing you know green i didn't nobody told me that i just heard that i said it like somebody told me that yeah we get in between colors i've ne- no one ever told me that i've just heard somewhere we're you. like <laughs> uh, so <laughs> actually <laughs> one of my buddy uh who's a local here Carrie works at the MVP factory. It's only, I don't know, not even an hour from us. And, Damn, y'all uh, are in hot spots. You know, <laughs> Trash Panda, you're 
in with MVP. Damn, I mean, no, I wouldn't call it that. I don't know if I call it that. Uh, but anyway, he does a lot of the. He used to do a lot of the manufacturing for the discs until James Conrad won worlds because then they <laughs> exploded so much that now he's like a manager um, instead. But uh, uh, you noticed in a lot of the rims of MVP, you don't probably don't throw a lot of MVP. Well, I guess not MVP, but an Axiom where it is like swirly like that. Uh, it's actually caused from the machine's not being cleaned well enough in between runs of colors. Mm. So, so I can't say paying off. I can't say how every mm -hmm. swirl is made, but <laughs> well, um, that is that is how like some, I said, how, at least how the I, rims are. Yeah, I've definitely heard. I do know what you're talking about. I have many friends that throw a lot of MVP. Okay. And, um, uh -huh. I've thrown some MVP. I got a couple MVPs right here. Here you go. I got a. I got a cool one for you. This is my James Conrad wave. All right. You know why it's Fancy. called my James Conrad wave? Because James Conrad reminded me to just take a nice breath. Love it. If we, woo! Anyway. Um, He's good, dude. James Conrad's cool. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that I think that, you know, there's definitely that there's definitely some color that we get just as they're transitioning from one to the next. Like we just produced a bunch yeah. of yellow and now we're going to make a bunch of red. And then all of a sudden you get some crazy swirly fireball stuff. But um, I don't know if they're not manipulating it to make cool colors on purpose, then we're missing something there. Well, Kerry used to say he his goal was to great discs that were undiable so he was his goal was to create discs that were so pretty right off the thing that no one was like i must die this now that's cool but i was like I, I but I, as, i'm a person who prefers like just plain colors like i'm not a person who really likes stuff dyed i let get my buddy nate here to dye stuff to kind of like try and support his business and and get it seen by people but that's about it i'm not like i i prefer a bag of like all blues pinks and whites and not like any i mean the swirls are nice don't get me wrong but not like those are, uh, no i don't like anything are, crazy yeah no i i feel you and those are actually kind of my go-to colors too i like blue pink and white we're just real easy <laughs> to find yeah yeah easy i like to, to throw black in there too just to fuck with uh, <laughs> i do Great. i do like to throw some black discs I'm not i've lie. never thrown <laughs> any, i've never thrown any black discs um I got a buddy that has uh like an anode. It's black with a black rim and a black stamp. Yeah. Murdered out, and he throws it all the time, and it makes me nervous for him. <laughs> Just for him. Yeah, like dude, I'm not, I'm not searching. What is it? It's a shadow in the woods. Let me yeah. find a shadow for you. I'm good. I have brother. a black zone, but it's pretty sparkly, so it kind of helps a little bit. I'll throw it at night. No. <laughs> My favorite is uh white discs in the winter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so everyone, everyone, everyone. Uh oh, he says you guys do, do you guys put ribbons on your discs? Always. Not often. If no, I have to. I don't do it often. Yeah. No. Only if usually if it's if it's so bad that I would need ribbons, I usually just don't go disc golfing that day. <laughs> yeah. Good rule. Good rule. That's a solid rule. There's like, there's been times where I've done it, but it's very few and far between. 
there's not a lot that stops me from disc golf. It really just depends on how I'm feeling that day. I hate to be the guy yeah. that goes by uh, all the sayings, although I'd love to be the guy that has all the sayings. At uh, at Gore, where I work, uh, Gore-Tex, if you've ever heard of it, we have a comfort chamber. I've gone in there and done some like testing before, and there's this giant quote on the wall that says, there's no such thing as bad weather, just the ill-prepared outdoorsman. And I was like, <laughs> huh. I like it kind of changed my thought process, especially because disc golf is the first thing that ever gave me a reason to be outside, like in the cold. Mm-hmm. Like, if right. it was cold before, I was just like, man, fuck this. I'm hanging out. But yeah. now I'm like, <laughs> I cannot, I'll play in anything. If it's yeah. really shitty weather, I tell myself it's the opportunity to practice in really shitty weather. Isn't that like, no, that's it, it cool. totally makes sense. That means that like, if if you have shitty weather on like a tournament day, you're gonna do way better than all the people that yeah. have practiced yeah. in it. Exactly. That's yeah, really it's a great mindset. I have the same exact mindset. <laughs> but but I just but I just keep I keep going out there, man. I just um I don't know. I think it's that's another special thing about the the sport. I guess you know playing the playing the cold. Still like it. Still have a fun time. That's uh, I always say there's like uh three steps to like becoming a, a, a disc golfer and it's like you pick it up your first time and you play like with your buddies and then the second time you like you'll 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 go out by yourself and you'll play with yourself and then the third time is when you finally admit to yourself you can play year-round and then you're yeah. like a full-time disc golfer <laughs> yeah I didn't play by myself for a long time and now those are some of the absolutely most like peaceful and I mean that makes sense, but just some of the best round. I don't know. They're really rewarding rounds. I enjoy playing by myself now sometimes. There's yeah. something to it's it's nice that you can do both, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. I feel like I moved in the opposite direction. I feel like I used to like to play by myself a lot more. And now it's like if I'm by myself, I would rather just like play or to go do like field work or go literally just like throw hole like one hole over and over and over again until i can like ace it or something like if i'm if i'm gonna be by myself i don't know why i mean i still do it but it's it's uh i used to enjoy it a lot more than i do now i think it came out of necessity for me when i had my son and with work and stuff you know it was just kind of like yeah and then whenever i had time and sometimes it didn't line up with you know with anybody anyone else's else. schedule yeah, yeah, here we sure. go dude i'm just gonna roll i'm just gonna i'm gonna get in a maybe a quick nine or something and then you start playing by yourself and you're like damn i'm actually i can i can burn through this if i want to um yeah, <laughs> yeah i started taking my time too and really just i get it guess it's been you know showing for me a little bit here um lately but i just was going out there taking my time and kind of got allowed me to focus too because i'm such a social butterfly that when i have other people there i i forget to really like focus on my game and take my time sometimes because i'm just i do that too just love interacting with people you know i get so Uh focused on like the conversation sometimes that i'm just like oh i don't even care about this part but like i should like yeah yeah you care about it when you dink it or you care about your bad drive when you kind of just like throw it off to the side. But that's, you know, that's that like reevaluation of 
but that's been I so much better for me. I played with a, a friend the other day who told me he was like, "Man, you are so much more fun to play with now," and it was it it was you know a bittersweet thing. But I knew exactly what he was saying because I go out and play with my friends, then be talking the whole time, engaged in the conversation, not focused on my play really at all. It's just it's just different. It's like the Wildwood Boardwalk. It's just different every night. You never know. And sometimes when you go out there and, you know, you have these ex- expectations to be, I don't know, just throwing like you're in the zone, but you're mentally not focused on the game. Um, so it's, it's important to do both of those things, but definitely make sure that you have your mindset right for the outcome. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've been, um, you know, playing those kind of rounds where I actually take my time and I, and I, um, you know, focus on my form or something that I'm trying to work on. And, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I pretty much always keep score. That's, I don't know. That's just for me. I kind of always do that. But I'll also take a lot of second shots. Sometimes I won't keep them, but, I'll just take that second shot to reassure myself sometimes, sort of. Like, if I'm off on the line a little bit, I'm like, all right, let me get that one more time. And, you know, I'll try it again, and maybe I'll hit it, or maybe I won't. And if I don't, then just thank God that I find both my discs. But I've been playing those rounds where I kind of, like, focus, you know. And then I play those other rounds where I'm having fun playing disc golf. And I think it's a combination of both of them bouncing it out has really helped me kind of play a better a better game when it does come to getting competitive because I've got a handle on my like what is mine to handle and then how I interact with my card. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of important sometimes just like how you interact with your card maybe. Big time. Yeah. So I'm learning. This is it's it's interesting, man. It's a <laughs> Being somebody who's just very outgoing, um, it's been interesting to like reel it in and and I don't know, not you know, just not give not give too much when people don't want it. I'm learning how yeah. to I'm learning how to handle that, you know. But it's important yeah. for, for me too. So hmm. huh. I can't give you any advice. I feel like I had to force myself out of my shell. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any advice for you. It's all good, dude. I think I'm, like I said, I think I'm starting to get the hang of it over here. Oh, yeah. Good. Good to hear. Um, how long have you been playing disc golf again? I don't remember from our, from our first. I started playing in um, 2019. Like, that's when I really cared about it or anything. I played a couple rounds before that, maybe like once a year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and was was not really interested in the game at that time. Yeah. It takes, takes a minute till you really learn. Once you learn to appreciate it, then you're stuck. Right. Um. So is, is Happy with Bar still just you? Do you have a team? Any Any, any team members you got? This just, just uh, nah, man, it's just me. I like I um 
I don't know. I kind of r- really don't know where I end and happy part with far happy part. You are my son. <laughs> I, sometimes I don't know where ha- where you know where one ends and the other begins. Me and happy with far. It's, I definitely um, have kind of wrapped myself all up in it, and you know, part of that is because you know I do want um, you know I do want my journey in disc golf, but also you know some of the mental health stuff that I talk about and. I think that sometimes the story can't always be told. You have to live, you know, as the example, like it's, if you've been, if you know, when you see me, uh, how do I express it? I don't know. I just think that the message is I'm, I'm kind of already living it. And as I'm making these positive strides, I think that that's where, you know, some of it can be translated and, and that's what I'm just trying to do is just kind of live the message that I'm kind of preaching. And if people can, you know, find some inspiration through that, um, I don't want it to be just t-shirts and hats. Like I want to do stuff like this. I want to interview more. I'd like to interview other people and, and, you know, kind of talk specifically about these things. Um, but I also just, I don't know where it, where it's going to end. Like, I don't really know what it encompasses. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just rocking it with me right now. Um, this year was pretty big in trying to, you know, push towards the world. So I've been too busy to take on, you know, the responsibility of like sponsoring a team. Yeah. I'm bringing know. anyone on. Yep. I get it. Um, I wouldn't want to, disappoint anyone so i just i'm not gonna do that yet yeah, I don't, in, in time that'd be cool though right for sure um we should do like a uh uh team tour be like oh look at it. this is our uh our social media manager oh oh yeah this is, this is <laughs> the guy who makes all the discs yeah it's all just oh that. well if you meant i thought you meant like you know like a team of players but as far as like taking on a team of people, no, like we've I've got some collaborations and stuff going, but yeah, you know, that's really uh yeah, that's a whole nother story, man. I definitely am feeling the need for it. I'm feeling the need for like, you know, the content that I'm talking about. Like I I wish that I had somebody, you know, with a camera kind of just like hanging out, filming stuff. But it's kind of right. difficult to get your friends to film when you're playing rounds with them you know what i mean and yeah uh so yeah i don't know man in in time maybe but i did just get this little circle light that has like a connector for my phone so maybe i'll just start making some little that's selfie your, that's you're professional that's what you are yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm gonna get a tripod and just start carrying that around with me who knows where I'm how sitting. old you just got to start training your son to hold a camera. That way, once he's like, you know, old yeah. enough to hold it. We're not far off, dude. I don't think we're far off. All I right. Think, I think he would definitely know how to, you know, hold the camera. He just might not film me the whole time. Right. Well, it'll <laughs> be interesting, if nothing yeah. else. It'll be interesting, for sure. <laughs> Do you have any advice for someone who might want to start start something like you have? um talk to somebody who knows what they're doing before you get involved that makes sense um 
I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, not really. I don't really have any. Just go for it. Just do it. There you go. That's what I always say. Just, just do it. Good old Nike symbol. Just do it. I mean, reevaluate. You know, it for me. Like, I don't really have a whole lot of expectation as far as like where this goes right now. Like, maybe I. I'm just trying to. Maybe this sounds like you know just like dumb dreamer, but I'm just trying to make it big. Like I'm just trying to make it bigger. I'm just trying to grow the people who know what I'm doing and what this is. And I don't, like I told you, I don't really have an idea. I, of, I just know I want to make more than t-shirts. So, um, yeah. I don't think you have to have a destination in, in you don't have to have an end goal in, in mind. You're yeah, just man, enjoying just, the trip, man. Yeah. I just, right. I just, I started tinkering out with this car that I got. It was like a pretty nice little uh, throwback. It was like a 92 Mustang ST, you know what I'm saying? So I just started okay. messing with it a little bit. And then one day when I had, I was shifting the gears, I was jerking on the gears, you know what I mean? I was like, kink, 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 you know, jerking the gears. And all of a sudden I, boom, boom, bang, and I kickstarted it. And I started driving. And as the car was rolling down the street, I was like, damn, I'm cruising. And I was just <laughs> cruising. And I was cruising. And, I started picking up people started jumping in with me as we were rolling along. And I was like, dude, this we're killing it. And it's kind of like this. But then all of a sudden I realized, like, I don't know anything about Mustangs, dude. And that's <laughs> why I was like, hold up. Who's got a phone? We need to call somebody. I brought on my boy real quick. His name was Fred. I was like, hey, Fred, um, you used to uh, have a Mustang, right? He was like, no, nah, I didn't have a Mustang. I had a Camaro. I was like, shit, that's a Chevy. But he was like, I know a Ford guy, though. So anyway, that's what you do. You know, you just connect with the people that you need, I think. And if you want to keep that car, you know, in motion, then just here and there, stop off for an oil change. You know, just get a little maintenance. Just check in with a professional, somebody who might be able to help you. So that's what I'm trying to do, man. Uh, you know, I didn't know about the about the ride before I got it, but I'm a car guy now, man. And I'm just, I'm here for the ride, you know. No destination, just road tripping around America. <laughs> so is that a real story? Or... I mean, yeah, essentially that's exactly what I'm doing, right? But do you really have a 92 Mustang? Not at all, dude. I just bought a uh -huh. 2019 Nissan Frontier, actually, that my uh my Subaru had 183,000 miles and she pooped her out and I had to buy a new vehicle, man. It sucks. I got a car payment again. But I think what's more important is that 92 Mustang I was talking about. It's a dream yeah. car, right? Uh -huh. Dream car. Right. Now, you, now, now you're living the dream car. I'm driving that dream car, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I have another question here. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? I, I get it. All right, cool. I have another question on here that's uh, how would you describe yourself? But I feel like you, we don't even need to answer that because I feel like you've showed us who you, you are over two yeah. episodes. Unless, unless there's anything you feel like you missed about yourself that you're like, I want to make sure the world knows. Yeah, man. I don't, you know, I think it's what I would like is for an anonymous poll to be sent out. But I find out who every person that answered, I want to know what their answer is. And they're all like, Anthony will never know this, but we want to know, what do you think about Anthony? And then I get to read one. Like, That's what they said. 
<laughs> uh, that's what I would like, you know, because I don't, I couldn't, I don't think I could describe myself. I think that it would be, you know, um, it's unfair. I'm, I'm too hard of a critic. I'd be like, as soon as I want to be like, I'm pretty funny. I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah, unoriginal. Eric, you know what I mean? Describe him in three <laughs> words. Let's do it. I, Optimistic. Try. Comedic. Thank you. I try. I don't know. I can't. I was gonna say people person is the third word, but I was gonna say yeah. chill, authentic, and I'm also struggling for a third one. So let's just do two. People pleasing. <laughs> oh, you mean people pleasing? <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I get it, man. I think that's, uh, I think that's you know kind of a good thing, but also it's it's you know something that I that I struggle with I'll... myself. Yeah, okay. gotta be careful with it. Yeah, you I think it's a, you gotta be careful with it. It's just like in and you were talking about how in disc golf you learned how to enjoy enjoy like solo rounds, um and or not feel like you have to talk all the time or whatever. Like you you you've turned learn how to turn yourself back from an extrovert a little bit there, enough. Uh, here you go. The people pleasing to the disc golf, right? Here's one of the things, maybe, maybe it could be. If I am having like a pretty sh- rough moment or whatever. What I think I want in my heart, what I think I want is somebody to be there for me, somebody to support me, right? But that's not always what you need. So somebody else on the card might be, you know, have had just a rough thing. And now there's a part of me that wants, I just want to bring them up. So maybe I would be like, yo, bro, not to maybe try to pull them in or something. I don't know. I think that, you know, maybe that could be a, a part of that, of learning that, I don't have to do this for that person. I don't have to, you know, be there to come for not sometimes people want to go through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, give me a minute to go through it. And this is just a random example, but you know, that's like that. Maybe that would be a, a, an, an opportunity to overlap the, your claim that I'm a people pleaser with. <laughs> it's like the way that I, have talked too much on a disc golf card is that a stretch or is that exactly what the people need <laughs> maybe it's like i don't know dude. talking maybe. too much not talking enough <laughs> well do you have any uh any new ono moment that uh, has happened between last last time we heard from you um uh, yeah, I immediately think of a uh, last tournament I played was a sanctioned tournament. I played MA1 because um, it was a real tournament. Um, but no, I actually had just signed up. I think I had just signed up for it earlier or something. But um, yeah, no, just found out that I was in the lead on like one of the last holes and immediately dinked it. And, you know, just missed that, that short putt like but I think that's just one of those things, you know, getting your head a little bit. You're like, can I buy a mulligan? I need a mulligan. I need one. Mulligan. I know, right? You just think about it too much, man. That's when you have those oh no moments. Yeah. I was if I just w- could have kept it cool. I think that was my first oh no moment that I told you about. I don't know. Something about just being a head case and dinking it out or something. Yeah. <laughs> Am I, do you think it was it the one in the the tournament in January that you had right before you 
we talked. Absolutely, that's what it was. It was that day, wasn't it? Oh man, yeah. So we already heard uh, that one. That's okay. If you haven't heard all it, go listen to that episode that was in late January. I don't know what it was called, but it was called "Here, Here We Go with Avenue Park." Yeah, <laughs> and I told you all about my bad tournament performance that day. It was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> and now here I am again. Yeah, we did. We had a good conversation that time. Today I'm just rambling a lot. That's Which that's what makes good that's conversation. Podcast. That's totally what a podcast is. Got to fill them seats. Fill that no, time. no dead air. No dead air. Uh, no that. Yeah, I was supposed to come out for that 303 open, and then just so happened that my tournament landed on the same weekend. So, um, but yeah. Something's well, more important. Next year, let's let's both. We'll it, see. I'll, I'll write it down. Next year, I'll be out there vending. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey. That'd be sick. I'm trying to quit my day job, son. Give me – oh, I talked about my – I bragged about my job and then said I was trying to quit it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live the dream. Don't we all want to live the dream? There's nothing wrong with, with wanting to quit the, the job that you kind of like. It's True a story. good job. But I just, uh, you know, I dream about the day that, that I can break the cycle and we can just focus on the art. Sounds so, sounds so irresponsible, but it's no, it's it's real. Like it's true. Of, uh, Eric grooms dogs, so he's you know, well that's his own business, and I oh, I yeah. walk dogs, so that's my my whole business. <laughs> That's an art, yeah. Oh. How many dogs you walking at one time? You know what I mean? Uh, six to seven usually. That's a lot. Yeah, it's fun. Multiple. Do you do like small dogs on one hand, big dogs on the other? Ah, uh, I mean, matter. no. They're, yeah, they usually all just they're pretty chill with each other. Tight, dude. That's cool, man. It's so much yeah, fun. I don't get to do that. I don't get to walk multiple breeds of dogs on any sunny day. I feel like. <laughs> gotta do it on the non-sunny days too that's uh, true i had to do it all winter it was pretty tough <laughs> hey there's no such thing as bad weather there's only ill-prepared the ill-prepared outdoorsman correct that's yeah. really true yeah i mean <laughs> i'm learning it that's why i always wear two sweatsuits on top of each other now you got layers man yeah Absolutely. Puma underneath and then Adidas on top. And so it was like like one of the Adidas that makes you look like a mafia member? Yeah. Well, I was a big fan of the Royal Tannenbaums as a kid. So I got a burgundy tracksuit. I like to wear that over top of my Puma. The Puma is just really soft. Yeah, it's just soft. I got it from uh from the outlet store. It's nice and soft. So yeah, double tracksuits outside all the time <laughs> clean the bathrooms clean the bathroom um well i don't have anything else written down to talk about I think that's you, all the you, questions, you got yeah. more rambling to do you got i'll we'll listen i'll listen no, i don't, I don't think i should <laughs> um well why don't you plug plug everything you can um tell people where to keep an eye out for you what you got going on all that stuff. yeah Sure. Thanks so much for having me again, guys. Um, so 
hit me up on Instagram at happywithpar.dg. You can go to the website, happywithpar.com and pick up some merch if you're interested in it. I'm on Facebook at happywithpar. Um, but yeah, just happy with par, happy with par, happy with par. Going to be up at Worlds this year. Keep an eye out on the Disc Golf Network if you see um, my little logo pop up. And if you're you happen to be I'm in the area, that by, shirt. yeah, stop by for sure. I'd be excited. on Instagram, anybody. too. Do and uh, I'm always interested, too, just to hear how people found the the brand. So if you if you are listening to this and you're interested and you start to dig what you see from Happy With Bar, let me know it was from Ono because then I'll appreciate these guys even more. <laughs> I did, no, but for real, I I do like, I do just think it's so cool when you find out like how some, some random person is like, Hey, you know, just hit you up and buy it has hit people have hit me up and bought a shirt and or whatever and send me a message and tell me that they like the logo and you know we start talking and I'm like, thanks so much. How did you find, you know, and they're like, Oh, I saw somebody wearing it at this course, you know, I don't know. And I've I've heard Morley Field a couple times, which I'm pretty sure that's San Francisco. Um, and then there's just been a couple other random ones. My buddy was just up at pyramids which is i guess a disc golf store and course like across from maple hill and somebody had yeah. happy with patch on their bag and i'm like where did he get it how did he like did you ask him his name he's like no nah, i just took a picture of it real quick and i was like damn <laughs> i want to know like that's i just think it's so cool i just think it's interesting because yeah. for the most part i don't do anything but fuck around on instagram yeah. you know um yeah and just and just all the content that I post is like from my local courses and stuff. So it's just always interesting to hear how people get there. So if you get there from here, let them know. Let them yeah, know. Let me know, baby. Let me know. <laughs> well, thanks again, One Take Tony, for joining yeah, us. On Thank you so much. Episode for 99. 99. First Tune one was really fun, week. too. This one I think was fun okay. too. I, I liked them all. Cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah, talk to you later. Bye.